0: Welcome to 6 Minute Stories, where you hear the writing of new voices and experienced writers whose submissions appear in the anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Now in Season 5, you will hear stories from our 6th collection, Curious Stuff. Find links to 6 Minute Stories and to the Personal Story Publishing Project at RandallJones.com. Everybody loves a good story. We hope you enjoy this one. Laughter Cannot Be Outgrown by Nikki Campo I have always been a saver of the sentimental, old theater tickets and playbills, three-way best friend necklaces, cologne spritz notes from my high school sweetheart. I never wanted to forget a good memory, the way someone said something or how I felt. As a young parent, I kept far too much of my kids' art in plastic tubs in the attic. I laminated letters they wrote to me. I wanted to capture it all because they grow up too quickly. Among my most precious mementos was an outfit my late mom bought for a friend's baby shower. Every time I stacked clean clothes in my older daughter's dresser, rectangles of shirts the size of my phone, rows of leggings the length of my water bottle. I saw the outfit in the back corner, buttery soft, ivory colored pants, pink stitching matching top with a furry koala on the front. The price tag was still intact. The first time I saw the outfit it was on my mom's dining room table, ready to be wrapped. I was home for a visit with my baby boy on his first birthday. He groped the colorful beads of my mom's costume jewelry while she studied his fingers, their foreheads touching. During his nap, she helped me make him a rainbow layer cake. A month later, she died. After the funeral, the friend whose baby shower my mom attended gave the koala outfit to me, in case I ever had a girl. I often lifted the soft fabric to my nose, searching for a scent. It did not hold. In the first spring, after I lost my mom, I bought potted red geraniums for my front porch. They had been her go-to spring flower. She had taught me to look for plants with the most buds unopened. You'll have more time to enjoy them, she had said, while twisting the pots on my porch until they displayed equal bursts of red. Now I gazed at the plants, emblems of the nostalgia with which I covered myself like a blanket. My first daughter was born a year after I lost my mom. I waited for that one special enough occasion to dress her in the treasured hand-me-down, the ivory koala onesie, but never did. Three years later, when my second daughter was six months old, I considered it as an Easter option, but instead left it folded in the drawer. I imagined preserving it and passing it on to my daughters for their kids to have one day, my mom's parenting legacy clinging to it like the soft bear on the front. A few months after my youngest turned one, I felt ready to dress her in the sacred cotton for the first time. I knew she was my last baby. "'You get to wear a very special outfit today,' I said, laying her on the rug. She poked a finger into her bare abdomen and giggled, her feet flying into the air. I pulled the cherished shirt over her head and threaded her arms into the sleeves, then wriggled her into the little pants.' In an instant, I saw my mistake. I had waited too long, way too long. My daughter bulged out of every seam, arms and legs stretching inches past the openings. For a moment, my stomach tightened. I stayed on my knees, watching as my little girl waited for me to rescue her from the too tight clothes. I mentally cataloged remedies. I could widen the seams make the pants into shorts, cut out the koala, and re-stitch to something else. But then, a bit to my surprise, I started to laugh. I thought of my mom. She would most certainly be chuckling at the ridiculousness of my tall toddler standing there in infant clothing, at the notion she might be preserved only in organic cotton. I extracted my daughter from the outfit and then folded it up, and added it to a tub with other keepsake baby clothes. I smoothed the koala's fur one last time and snapped the lid closed. I still missed my mom. I knew I always would, but I also finally understood. The real way to find her, the way to introduce her to my children, was to look with my children for the unopened buds in a pot of geraniums to make rainbow birthday cakes and to write each other notes, to laminate the best of them. I find myself wishing I could tell my mom I get it now. I wish I could call and let her know I'm okay and that I feel her presence in the flowers, in my own laughter and in my children's smiles, things that cannot be outgrown like a shirt. I wish I could tell her that her grandchildren will know her through my stories, because I will always tell them. I suppose I just did. Copyright 2022, Nikki Campo Nikki Campo is a mother of three young children in Charlotte, North Carolina. She has decided that parenting is the simultaneous profound sadness and profound relief over the passage of time. When she's not writing or staring at her children, she's scarfing dark, salty chocolate. She is a member of the Charlotte Writers Club and Charlotte Lit. Her writing has appeared in the New York Times, the Washington Post, Good Housekeeping, Bon Appetit, Charlotte Magazine, and Chicken Soup for the Soul books. Read more about this writer and background on this story in a special feature of Six Minute Stories called Author's Talk. Thank you for listening to another 6-Minute Story. You can read them all in the six anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Find the link to our online store at randalljones.com. That's r-a-n-d-e-l-l-jones.com. There you can learn about submitting your own story for consideration for our next Personal Story Publishing Project. And remember, everybody loves a good story.